Welcome everyone to episode number three of Spencer Talks. Hi there, I'm Spencer from The Outreach, and welcome into my third episode. So, I've had almost a month off since the second episode. My apologies. Um, it went right, basically right into our Christmas break, which started the 16th of December. I didn't really have anything I really wanted to talk about until after that date, and I very much apologize that we weren't able to get an Outrage episode in before the Christmas break. Al and I just could not get in the same room before he flew back to Timmins on the Friday of the 15th. So we were not able to get in the same room before he flew back home. And then he came back on Monday. I was still at home on Monday, at least most of it. So I was not able to get in the same room as him. But here is my pledge to you right now. I plan to make a Spencer Talks every day in January. I plan to make a new series talking about a sport I, tr I truly really like in darts. Um, that will be coming out, I'm going to say, either the next big tournament or maybe even tomorrow, because I want to talk about the World Championship because the final was absolutely fantastic between Michael Van Gerwen and Michael Smith. Michael Smith coming out winner 7-4 in sets. His first World Championship, avenging his loss from, I believe it was 2017, I guess, Michael Van Gerwen. But before I go on a tangent about darts, again, I quite like darts. Um, and the third thing is we plan to start making outrages on Mondays because Al and I will both be available after school on Mondays and class does not end at, you know, 3 o'clock and then the next class shows up at 6 o'clock and him and I, again, are not on the same schedule. Him and I are in different groups again. So we plan to make them Mondays because we end at the same time. There shouldn't be anyone in the recording booth on Mondays, so we should be able to get in the recording booth and start recording outrages on Monday. That will start this coming Monday, which will be, just taking a quick little gander at my calendar, will be the 9th. The 9th will be the next episode of the Outrage, the 9th of January. Stay tuned for that. So my third episode of Spencer Talks, we're going to something that is going to be an unpopular opinion. And I know it is. I'm going to try to get Al to listen to this so him and I may, so he and I can talk about this maybe on the Outrage on Monday. But I do not like the World Juniors anymore. And I'll expand. I despise the World Juniors for a very particular reason. It is becoming pointless to me to have some of these teams at the tournament. And all respect to teams like Germany, Switzerland, Latvia, and Austria, the bottom four teams of both divisions. They are just not good enough to compete with Sweden, Finland, Canada, the U.S., even Slovakia and Czechia, who, no offense to Slovakia and Czechia, are also probably seen as the fifth and sixth teams respectively almost every year. This year, Czechia, who just beat Sweden today, ironically, as I'm recording this on the 4th, this will probably get posted tomorrow on the 5th, to one in overtime, also beat the Canadians in their very first game of the tournament. But consistently, the top four teams are Finland, Sweden, Canada, and the Americans, and then Russia, who's not even at this year's tournament due to sanctions because of their war on Ukraine. So not even mentioning the Russians were also seen as a lot bigger team, and one of the only reasons why we have four lesser known, and I'll say worse teams like Switzerland, Germany, Austria, and Latvia. I believe Austria and Latvia, Latvia came up from Division B, and they kept Austria, who should have went down because of Russia being out of the tournament. So, Anyway, it just, it's so mind-boggling to me that they let these teams play at the World Juniors when 
in the nicest way possible, they don't have a chance. They just don't. They don't have the talent. They don't have the, the pull that other teams do to be able to have talented enough players to make it a game. Like, let's go through the Austrian scores. They lost all four games. They lost to Sweden, 11-0. Czechia, 9-0. Canada, 11-0. So that is a combined score, quick math, that would be 31 to nothing in those three games alone. They then lose to Germany in the last game. So he will go to the uh, relegation battle between uh, the other side, Latvia. But they played Germany, lost 4-2. Then played Latvia to see if they'd get re- who would get relegated back to Division B. And Latvia won both games, 5-2 and 4-2. They scored six goals in six games. No offense to Austria, but... They're just not good enough to be here. And the only reason why they are, or at least were, last year, is because their best player, uh, Marco Rossi, who now plays for Minnesota, is in their system, played for the Ottawa 67s and the OHL, was in the Division B, and then got them up to Division A, and then because he, he um, overaged, he was now not eligible to play at the U-20 tournament. Make sure I repeat that. Was not eligible to play at the U-20 tournament because he was too old. So that completely ruins Austria's chances of even winning a game, although as far as they score a goal on one of the good teams. Now looking at Germany, 1-0 loss to Sweden. Great job by Germany to only lose 1-0 to Sweden. Then 11-2 to Canada. Then they beat Austria, as I mentioned, 4-2 in Austria's last game. Then they played the next day against Czechia and lost 8-1. They then lost to the Americans 11-1 in the quarterfinal because four teams go through. The only bottom two teams in both divisions play the um, relegation battle. If you get fourth, you play the top team on the other side. So now let's look at Latvia, who lost every game they played, lost one in overtime, or actually a shootout. They lost 5-2 to the Americans, that's a good loss. 3-2 in a shootout to uh, Switzerland, that's a good loss. 3-0 to Finland, 3-0 to Slovakia, and as I mentioned, they beat Austria twice, 5-2, 4-2, or yeah, beat Austria 5-2, 4-2. So those are bad losses, but you can't say they're in any, in any one of those games. And then look at the second the second place team in Switzerland. They actually won three games, only lost one. So they beat Finland in overtime 3-2. They beat Latvia in a shootout 3-2. They lost the Americans 5-1. And then beat Slovakia in a shootout 4-3. But then, in their quarterfinal, against the best team in the other pool, they lost to Czechia 9-1. So, in the nicest way possible, they're just not good enough to play at this level. And... I don't want a World Juniors where there's only seven teams or six teams and or even eight teams and just eliminate the bottom two and basically make it USA, Canada, Finland, Sweden, Russia, Czechia, Slovakia, and then probably Switzerland. And then Switzerland and maybe Slovakia or maybe Czechia some years now fight for who gets relegated to Division B and one of those other teams now has to get up to Division A. Because Germany is getting better. They've put a lot of talent in the NHL last couple of years with their last uh, batch of Stutzla, um, Paderka, who's now with Buffalo, Lucas Reichel, who went in the first round to Chicago, um, Moritz Seider, who went fourth to Detroit. Like Those are four really good Germans, and before all of them was Leon Dreisaitl, who now plays for, everyone knows, the Edmonton Oilers, who also is really good. Like they're, they are getting better, and they're producing lots of talent. But they're not there yet. They're not Canada. They're not the States. They're not Russia. They're not Sweden. They're not Finland. And may never be. Because those countries have 
been embedded in hockey. Most countries have produced tons of hockey talent, and respectively to Czechia and Slovakia, who also have produced tons of NHL talent. And will continue to, because right now Canada's got the top two picks, and and Fantilli and um, Bedard, obviously. And then Edward Sale for Czechia is also going to be a top pick. I believe they also have Dvorsky, who I've also heard is supposed to be a top 10 to 15 pick in this coming draft. I think they have a third kid who's supposed to go in the top 10 to 15 this year. Or at least is supposed to be a top two round pick. So, when you compare those teams to, you know, Switzerland, Germany, Austria, who didn't win a game, Mark Colston, most of them. You know, it just, it isn't fair. It isn't right. Because, you know, and this is where all this culminates for me, is Connor Bedard broke Lindros' record for most points ever at the World Juniors as a Canadian, broke Everly's record for most goals at a tournament, and I can't remember the other record he broke, but I think he broke most points at a tournament for Canada. You know why he did that? Because he had seven points against Austria in an 11-0 win, and had, I don't know how many points against Germany, in an 11-2 win. How does those points count? How do you count points against competition that just aren't good enough to compete with Canada? Just aren't. They don't have the talent. And there's a classic rant that if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. Switzerland's coach a couple of years ago, when asked about playing Team Canada in like their first game, he said, how many kids of theirs got drafted in the first round? 10? 12? 15? Their best players, their best returnees, a fourth rounder? My whole team, I have two draft picks? I have a bunch of 17-year-olds who, should, like, 17, 18-year-olds who are going to be able to play for me next year, and some kids will be able to play the year after that for me. Like, I just, my team cannot compete with the Canadians. And some people might think that's harsh and putting his team down. No, he's just stating the fact that his team, compared to each other, are not comparable, are not close enough to the Canadians or Americans or Russians or Swedes or Finns to win that game. They just aren't. They, they just aren't. In the nicest way possible, they just cannot compete with these top-tier teams that have first-round picks littered throughout the, the top four lines, littered throughout the defense, and usually littered with the goalies. Normally, Canada has a top prospect goalie. This year, they really don't, in the nicest way possible, the, the Benjamin Goudreau and Milic. Or the Americans. I don't know any of their goalies, to be completely honest. So... This is the first year in a while where there's not like a top-tier goalie prospect. The past couple of years, you've had Jasper Wallstead with Sweden. You've had um, Yaroslav Askarov with Russia. You've had a couple other Russian goalies who have now finally come over to show off their, their abilities, like Igor Shosturkin. You've got um, Ilya Samsonov, who's had a rough co- past couple of games, but is with the Toronto Maple Leafs, was great for Team Russia at the uh, World Juniors. You also have Ilya Shiro- uh, Sorokin, who's also fantastic for the New York Islanders. All Russian. Andre Vasilevsky was also great at the World Juniors. First round pick to Tampa has been arguably one of the best goalies in hockey since he became ANHL. So it just is not a comparable idea to put Germany, Austria, in fairness, Switzerland, who I think is a good team normally, against these top tier teams because it just isn't fair to them. Like, I completely believe in. You know, if Canada's going to play them, they should win 11 nothing, 12 nothing, 15 nothing, Because they are that good. And you sh- they should not hamper their game to tailor to their opponent because they are not good enough. The World Juniors should make a decision and say, we're not going to make Germany, make Austria play against Canada, Sweden, Finland, Czechia this year. Because, in all honesty, they're not going to give them a game. Like, the best game I told you was that one nothing loss 
for Germany against Sweden in the opening game and then get pumped by Canada 11-2. Like, that just, how is that fun for any of the teams? Because Canada doesn't care. They're going for a medal. No matter what tournament it is, they expect to medal in every single World Juniors. Germany is just happy to be there. So they should not play each other. They should not be on the same ice with each other in the nicest way possible. Because I promise you, I don't cheer for Canada at the World Juniors. And again, that might get me in trouble with some people, but I don't. I do not cheer for Canada because we are expected, and I say we as a Canadian, but the Canadian team is expected to win a medal, expected to win gold, expected to be in the gold medal game at the very least. And when they don't get to the quarterfinals, that is seen as a very disappointing year, no matter who's on the team, because they do have lots of first-round picks. They do have a kid like Connor Bedard or Connor McDavid or Shane Wright who are uh, got the uh, got the exceptional status, if I remember the word, sorry, exceptional status out of... Um, their junior teams to go into the OHL or Dub, WHL draft, or the Q with La- Alexis Lafreniere, who also is a Canadian guy who got the uh, got the status. So, like, it's ridiculous to me, you know, that we allow teams that are just happy to be at the World Juniors to play against these armadas of NHL-talented teams and just be like, you know, oh, well, Canada gets a free, free win, basically. Oh, they get another free win. Like, I'll be honest. I looked at their division before the tournament started, and I looked at Canada and went, I don't think it's really a hard game till Sweden, which is their last game. And then they got surprised by Czechia, who's been arguably the best team of the whole tournament. Now they're in the gold medal game playing against Canada, who they beat, I believe it was 5-2 in the first game, which Canada played like, played like garbage. I watched that whole game. It was off. They were not good in that game against Czechia. They got better, obviously, as the tournament went on. But no, back to my point. I don't cheer for Canada because they... Are expected to be. I cheer for Germany, Austria, you know, Czechia, if you will. I cheer for the teams that aren't expected to play well, aren't expected to do well, aren't expected to medal. And I hope they do. I hope they upset Canada, upset the States, upset Finland, upset Sweden. Because for, in my, that makes it more entertaining. I want to see these teams, you know, give Canada a game or give Sweden a game, you know, give Finland a game and eliminate them. You know, that's my hope. And then I cheer for my ju- my junior team. My local junior team at home is the Owen Sound Attack. So I cheer for the attack players. Like when uh, Slovakia played Canada in the quarterfinal, I was cheering for Slovakia because their top center, top two center, was Sergei Petrovsky. I own his jersey. I'm a big fan of his. I think he'll be a great NHLer for Minnesota, who drafted him in the sixth round last year. I'm a big fan of his. So I was cheering for Slovakia. He actually had a chance to win it in overtime and just couldn't get over the pass the pad of Milic. So. Like, I don't have any bond to the Canadian World Junior team because why should I? They're expected to win. I'd rather see an underdog win. I'd rather see when Belarus was in the World Juniors with another attack uh, attack alumni, Maxim Shushko. I was hoping they would give somebody a game and make it out of the quarters, or make it into the quarters, because I want to see teams that we don't expect to be any good be really, really good. I think it makes it more entertaining when the underdogs give bigger teams a game and eliminate them in the quarterfinals or get rid of them in the semifinals and get a chance at a gold or silver medal, you know? And as much as I know the silver medal, as people say in like in team sports, the silver medal was worse or worse than the, the bronze medal because the bronze medal, you win the game, where the silver medal, you lose the game. But for some of these teams that are lucky to be, I'll say, here at the tournament, you know, they'll be happy with any medal. Obviously, they want to win the gold if you're in that, in that game, but... A silver medal is still a silver medal. It still means you're the second best junior team 
in all of the world, in all of the land, if you will. You know, so I just would wish the world just with a better way of allowing these teams to play against each other, but maybe on a more equal playing field. And if that means they shrink the field down to top six, top eight, get rid of the bottom two teams and make the make the full, bottom four teams play a relegation battle, I mean, yeah. I mean, that means some years we're going to have Finland or Sweden or maybe even Canada get eliminated, get relegated. Unlikely, but still possible because if you shrink the field down, one of them has a bad year like Finland did quite a couple of years back where they didn't win a game in the round robin were in a relegation battle against, I can't remember who, to be honest. I honestly want to say it was either Latvia or Belarus. But anyway, that's what I want. I want to see top-tier teams not do well in tournaments and get punished for it, unlike now, where basically you can lose three games, go to a quarterfinal, beat a team across the other pool, and get to a, get to a semifinal, which means you're almost gar- you're guaranteed a medal game. Not almost, you're guaranteed a medal game. I just think it's a ridiculous system, and I wish we had a better system so teams weren't getting absolutely crushed 11 nothing, 11 to 9 nothing. Like, I just don't see the fun in that. Like, I only watched Canada versus Czechia. I didn't watch them against Sweden. I sure as hell didn't watch them against Austria or Germany because those two games weren't going to be games. I thought Sweden would be their best game, but I, I was busy that day, I believe, so I didn't watch them against Sweden. But, like, why would I want to watch Canada versus Austria or Germany when I know what's going to happen, that I know Sweden's going to, or um, that Germany or Austria is going to get pumped by you know, 11-2 or 11 nothing. Like, I just, that's just ridiculous to me. So, no, it really upsets me that these poor teams that don't have the NHL talent that Canada and the States and Sweden and Finland do, and even Russia, again, who's not that tournament this year, but they have a top five pick in Michkov, who won't be coming over for a while, so that might drop his value a little bit, but he's been a projected top three pick the last two years now with Bedard. So, it really does, it, it grinds my gears because it, you know, makes the Canadian teams and Americans, and respectively, and all the other top-tier programs feel like an elitist, where these other smaller teams are just trying to win a game. They're just trying to win that one game or get to overtime against one of these teams and not be in the relegation battle and get sent back down to Division B with some other teams that, in all fairness, produce some NHL talent, but not nearly enough to compete with Canada, America, Russia, Sweden, Finland, even Switzerland, in fairness who normally have quite a couple NHLers, not, you know, five or six, but two or three consistently, you know, they're going to make the NHL eventually, if not first-liners, maybe second-liners, or third-liners, or maybe even, you know, four, top four defensemen, top six defensemen, or backup goalies, in fairness, you know? So, that's just, that's my rant. It's over. I just, the World Juniors have been really upsetting me recently. I haven't watched a whole lot of it. I don't know if I'm going to watch. I might watch the gold medal game in Chiron, as I openly admit, Czechia, because I want to see an underdog win. I want to see Czechia get, get a gold medal. You know, I don't want to see Canada win there. I should think, if I remember on top of my head, like, what, 15th gold medal? Maybe more, maybe less? But right around there? You know, I, I don't cheer for, I cheer for dogs. I try to cheer for underdogs. I don't like cheering for the front runner, because, you know, unless they're my team, you know, pre, pre-opposed, like Boston currently, who's been great at home, 19-0-3 in, in the NHL and what have you. But, no, it really upsets me. And uh, Canada versus Czechia in the gold medal game. You know, no offense to Canada, but I hope Czechia wins. I hope Czechia gives them the game at least and maybe beats them like they did in the first game. But you got to expect Canada's going to come up with some, something to prove because their only loss this tournament was to that Czechia team 
you know, and they're going to want to put it on uh, Czechia and show that they are better than them because all the hype around them this year has basically been that they think this could be the best junior Canadian team ever. And I think talent-wise, they're probably going to be with all the first-round picks. And, you know, Shane Wright, who should have been a first-overall pick, drops to four. Bedard's going to be a first-overall pick. He's been fantastic this tournament. You know, you got some other guys like Brent Clark, who's going to be an NHLer. Dylan Gunther's going to be an NHLer. Both those guys also got loaned back from their NHL teams with Shane Wright. So, you know, this talent-wise is going to be one of the best Canadian teams ever. But I hope Czechia gives them a game, if not upsets them, because it'd make me feel a little bit better. And hopefully it would show off some of their younger talent, like Dvorsky, who was supposed to be a top-tier pick, and Edward Sale, who's also fantastic for Czechia. But yeah, as I said, that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Spencer Talks episode number three. And please stay tuned to some more episodes of this and my new dart series that I haven't exactly named yet, but will be coming out, I, I dare say, within the next week. And then, obviously, on the 9th of January, you're going to be getting your new Outrage episode. We'll be back and hopefully posting every Monday, if not every other Monday. But I'm going to push out to be every Monday to be a little more consistent. And, yeah, that's about it. So thank you so much for listening to Spencer Talks, episode number three. Stay tuned tomorrow for episode number four. And until then, see you soon.